If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, My name is Rob Gorski, and this is the Autism Dad podcast. The Autism Dad is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is an amazing program out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's that utilizes video games and a wrist strap heart rate monitor to teach your kids to emotionally self-regulate. So if you are an autism parent like I am, that means fewer meltdowns. Fewer meltdowns means reduced parental stress and improved quality of life for your entire family. Uh, I've been using it with my son for over a year. It's absolutely fantastic. The games are fun. They're engaging. He loves it. Uh, doesn't even realize that he's learning while he's doing it. And then he naturally applies it to the rest of his life. It's basically biofeedback for kids. So it does work for any child. Uh, but due to the nature of, of autism, Kids on the spectrum tend to have a more difficult time with emotional self-regulation. And so Mightier has a, has a very profound impact on that. So if you want more information, including how to get a free 30-day trial, visit theautismdad.com forward slash Mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash Mightier. The Autism Dad is brought to you by Lackey Kid. Have you ever wondered where to find the best sensory tools for children with autism? Dealing with sensory issues can be very challenging for families like mine. Thankfully, there's Lackey Kid. Lackey Kid was founded by an autism dad to provide support, education, and other tools that can help children with anxiety, sleep, attention span, and sensory processing issues. They've helped thousands of autism families improve the quality of their lives. Visit lackeykid.com forward slash the autism dad and find out how you can receive a free sensory toy. This is a limited time offer while supplies last. So visit lackeykid.com forward slash the autism dad for more information. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to tune in today. This is going to be a shorter, uh, a shorter episode. I'm still recording the initial 
episodes for season two. They're they're a work in progress right now, but I wanted to to, to record this today because um, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, you know questions from people and you know looking for advice on on topics like what I want to talk about. And I am by no means an expert. I'm uh, like at all, but I, I am experiencing it currently. And, you know, there are some pitfalls that I think um, people can avoid by by talking about some of the stuff and sharing experience. So what I want to talk about is uh, his divorce and divorce specifically when autistic kids are involved um, because it's I mean, divorce sucks for any kid and it's traumatizing for any kid. But autistic kids they will experience it much more intensely. It's going to have much, it's going to have a more profound impact on them, a more lasting impact. Um, autistic kids thrive in environments that are rigid and stable and predictable. And, um, they, they, they need routine and structure. Divorce throws all of that into complete chaos. Uh, everything that the, you know, the, these kids have known, uh, maybe their entire life has just been, has just been, you know, ripped away from them. And it's something that is very, very difficult for these kids because they generalize, they, you know, they, they, they don't understand what's happening. And, you know, it's, it's, it'll be different for every kid, but, you know, some of the things that we need to be aware of is that kids have, have a very unique gift, uh, and that is they can find ways to blame themselves for whatever has happened. And so it's very important that we make sure that the kids know that this is not their fault, that it has nothing to do with them, that these are grown-up issues. And, you know, the issues, the issues behind divorce or the reasons for divorce, uh, they don't matter because they, they do, when it comes to the kids, they don't matter. Um, putting aside things like abuse or violence or things like that, but, um, but, but the reasons why parents split up, it, it doesn't matter. It should not have an impact on the kids. They're adult issues and, 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 and kids have no business, uh, dealing with adult issues. Divorce is an adult issue. And unfortunately there's no way to avoid them having to deal with that. But there are things that we can do to, to try and mitigate some of the fallout. Try and make it as try and reduce the um, the strain on them or or the pain or or try and help them get through this with as minimal scarring as possible because this is a traumatic event for kids. You know, and autistic kids specifically they, they tend to latch onto things and, and it affects them more profoundly. So when, when, when you're dealing with something like divorce, it's really important that kids not be exposed to adult issues. They don't need to know what happened that caused the split. It doesn't matter. 
and and neither parent has any business uh, trying to make sure the kids know what happened because they don't want to look bad or they want the other parents to look bad because they're pissed off at each other or whatever the deal is. You have to stow that and you need to be civil and cooperative and and working uh, together in tandem for the betterment of your kids. You know, it's hard enough. uh, You know, these kids are going to get up every morning and they're going to not have a parent there that they may be used to having there their entire lives. That's a huge change. That is a that is a world a world altering event for for kids, and the only thing I think that can probably make that worse is if is if the parents are at each other's throats, or the parents are or are um, speaking ill of the other. You know, in a lot a lot of times, parents can use the kids as weapons, and no child should be weaponized in a situation like this, especially in a situation like this. You know, you don't have to like uh, your ex. You don't have to. You can hate them if you want to. It doesn't matter. As long as your kids don't know that. They pick up on everything. They, they, they will read into everything. They will, they will feel what you're feeling, even if you're not saying it. And, and it's really important that you just... You be civil, you know, accept things for what they are. You don't have to like it, uh, but it is what it is. And a lot of times there's nothing you can do about it. And, and the best thing to do is, is, is to put aside the anger and the, and, and the, the bitterness and the pain and, and just focus on the kids. Uh, you know, visitations for autistic kids can be very challenging because when you go from one household to another, a lot of times there are inconsistencies and in rules. Maybe bedtimes are a little bit different. Routines aren't the same. Um, you, you know, sleeping arrangements might be different or or, you know, they're, they're in a bedroom that isn't identical to the one that they're used to. I mean, there's a million things that can be, uh, that can cause distress in, in autistic kids. And so I think it's really important that, you know, parents work together to establish a, a basic set of rules that are consistent in both households. Uh, consistent bedtimes. Um, especially with autistic kids, try and keep diets similar, try and keep, uh, you know, the TV shows that they watch, keep that stuff the same. If they, you know, have a favorite video game that they can take with them, they should be, you know, let them play that. Or if there's a favorite book or a stuffed animal, something that, that, that is important to them, it's important that they have that in both places. Maybe they have to take it back and forth or, or maybe, you have duplicates or however, however it works out, you know, whatever works for you, but consistency is important. Sometimes what happens is parents want to be the cool parent or, or whatever. And so it's when the kids are over there, uh, they get to eat junk food and stay up late or whatever. And, and, and that's destabilizing. I mean, they may have fun in the moment, but then when they come home, 
the transition home is a nightmare because now they're they're having to adapt to another change. Uh, so being able to transition back and forth with with as few hiccups as possible is better is better for everyone involved. And you know sometimes it means that you don't get to be the cool parent or that you have to uh, limit the things that you do because it's just in the best interest of the kids involved. Um, I, I think it's probably a lot harder for the non-custodial parent uh, or, or the or the parent, um, yeah, I guess non-custodial parent. Whatever parent is not living with the kids, the parent that has visitation, I, I would think that that could be a lot harder because you know you want to try and cram it as much as as you can in the short amount of time that you have your kids and it's not always the best thing um you know so so it just there's just a lot of things that we can do to make this a little bit easier um for our kids and and for ourselves uh i'm going through a divorce right now and i never thought that that i would i would be experiencing this i i i didn't um i wasn't uh i guess i was sort of caught off guard and and so there's a grieving process for me and it's difficult to grieve because i have my kids all day every day and my job is not to burden them with my problems, but to help them with theirs. And it's okay that they see me emotional at times. It's okay that they understand that um, that I'm hurting too. But it needs to be it, it needs to be within reason. You know, it, it's it's. I think it's good that they have somebody you know they can relate to. They know that they're not the only ones that are hurting. They're not the only ones who miss the way things used to be or whatever, and that's fine. But uh, I just, it, it's hard. It's hard because you don't want to, you don't want to break down. I don't want to break down in front of them because that, they worry about me and I don't want them to worry about me. Um, it's It's challenging because they... Uh, I mean, they've been traumatized uh, by this, and and that affects them on on every level. Uh, you know, they live in this state of pain and misery because they're angry, they're heartbroken, they're confused. All all these things that kids go through with divorce, none of it is their fault. You know, but they are the ones that are forced to bear the weight of all of this. You know, it's it's their lives that have been totally turned upside down. School is is a nightmare right now because you know they go to school and they they're they're upset and um, they get stomach aches and headaches and they're nauseous. Um, and my youngest has a fever disorder. And he breaks out in mouth sores when when he cycles, uh, fever cycles hit. Stress exacerbates the frequency and the duration and the intensity of these mouth sores. And so he's very stressed out right now. And so he he gets these sores 
uh, more frequent cycles, they last longer and they don't respond to medication. And so he's in constant pain, you know, and, and, and just trying to get them in school and to stay in school is, is really, really difficult right now. I can't, I'm not sleeping well because my kids aren't sleeping well. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of change and it, and it just takes them longer to, to adapt to this stuff. I feel like for myself, like I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, like I've, I've accepted things are going to be the way they are. The hard part for me is, is seeing my kids in pain and there's never really a reprieve from that. And there's nothing that I can do to make it better. And, and that weighs, that weighs heavily on me. Um, it's really important to me that, that my kids have visits, uh, with their mom. Doesn't matter what happened between her and I, because she will always be their mother and, and they need to have her in their lives as much as possible. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, it's important that they, they stay connected with, you know, both sides of the family. There, there are, there are things that we just, we, we have to make sure that they don't lose access to. And, you know, we, we make sure never to, to put the kids in any situations that, um, that w- would make them feel for whatever reason that they have to choose a side, uh, or anything like that. Neither one of us will badmouth the other. Um, you know, personal feelings, they, they, again, like they, they don't matter right now. We, we have to put all that stuff aside in order to be there for our kids. And, you know, I, I think with time, uh, with a lot of therapy, a lot of patience, a lot of consistency and, and structure, uh, I think that, you know, they will eventually adapt and, and will be able to move forward. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's not easy. And it's, you know, if, if, if we allow how we feel about the other spouse or, or the other parent to influence how we, uh, talk about them with the kids or interact with them in front of the kids, that's just weakness on our part. And, uh, that's again, forcing the kids to deal with adult issues that they, that they shouldn't have to deal with. So just, I just wanted to, to bring this up and I wanted to just talk about it because I, you know, I see a lot of people going through similar things and I see how hard it is on the kids. I see how hard it is on my kids and I am by no means an expert like, like at all. Uh, and if you, you don't have to take my advice, you don't have to whatever, but but I think these are pretty common sense things. They're very basic uh, things that really apply to, to any divorce situation, but especially when it comes to autistic kids. So um, just remember to, to, to be consistent and, and 
you know, not allow personal feelings to, to influence, you know, how you handle anything with the kids. It's, it's not easy. I get it, but it is what it is. And divorce sucks, but it can suck a whole lot more, uh, if, if it's handled poorly. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, again, I'm working on, I have a bunch of interviews lined up, uh, for, for this season and, and I'll be getting into those here in the, in the near future. Uh, so again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you can find me at the autismdad.com. All my social links are in the top. Hit me up on Twitter. If you want, follow me on Twitter, please. And, uh, remember that you can subscribe to this podcast, uh, on, on all or whichever one is your favorite, uh, of the podcasting apps out there. So, uh, you'll be notified when a new one comes out. I uh, hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.